Hi guys, welcome back to It's Snack Time. Hey Annie, how are you doing? Hi Sophia, I'm good. How are you? Doing a lot better than last week. <laughs> good, I'm glad. <laughs> last Thank week goodness. was such a shithole of like a week slash two weeks. Um, if you guys missed it, we chat all about it in our last week's episode. But have to say that I'm doing a lot better. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, good. It's a new month. Today's it February first. February first. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I started off this year thinking it was going to be like the best year yet, and then I had like my shitty couple weeks and um kind of like lost sight of that and then now it's like a new month and like I feel like that's very normal though with like a new year to like go like up and down and like we're on the up again yeah I know that's how I feel too like last week I feel like I had a really good week and then near the end I was just like go 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 and my my Fridays this semester in school are super super busy and I was like I've never had such busy Fridays but it's kind of cool to like get a bunch of stuff done before the weekend but my weekend was a whirlwind so it got to be Monday yesterday and I was like damn I am not ready for this but now it's February 1st you know reset a little bit today and like yeah I'm ready to take on the month same what happened over the weekend well I went so I go to school like an hour from Indianapolis. Um, and when one of my best friends at school, and she's also my roommate, she lives in Indianapolis. So we went home to her house and she got her hair done. I got my nails done. And like, I went to Trader Joe's and then we didn't get back here until like nine 30 at night. And then we hung out with some friends. So it was just like quick. And then we watched, um, like I go to Purdue and we had a basketball game yesterday or on Sunday and also like football and whatever, you know, football Sunday, I've been paying attention to that recently because of my roommates. So it's just a busy day and I had so much like homework and stuff. So it's kind of a whirlwind, but it was a good weekend. And now we're starting fresh on a new month. We are, it kind of feels like a Monday today. So it's kind of nice that it's a Tuesday. Oh my God. I straight up thought it was Monday. I know me too. I even thought like it was a Monday today when I like went to the gym this morning, like it just felt like a Monday. No, it really does. But I'm actually copying you, Annie. And I wanted to tell you really, yeah, that I am starting this thing where I wake up in the mornings and the minute I wake up, I put on workout clothes and I'm going to the gym. Yay. I'm getting a gym membership. I'm going today after we record um, to go sign up because I realized that I'm at home. Like if anyone's listening that doesn't know snack with is in my parents' garage, but I I like to call it our warehouse and it is our warehouse. I basically feel like I'm still in COVID vibes, just like from lockdown and everything, because I'm still at my house. I don't really leave my house unless I go on walks or something. So it's just, I feel kind of trapped. So I think going out of my house to go work out, get into another place and really zone out, have it as a stress reliever will actually really, really help me. Oh, totally. Like you just have to find your own, you got to find your own groove and like your own life outside of your parents' house because like, and I'm moving back to my parents' house in May and we're so lucky to have that option and to be from the San Francisco area. Like what an opportunity but you have to like build your own life. And I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to do that at home because here I have my own room and my own bathroom, like places to go. And at home, I share all of those things. 
So that's really good for you to like find a routine and find something that you like doing, especially to start the day. That'll be really helpful with your productivity as well. Yeah. And for the longest time, I've had the worst relationship to exercise because of my eating disorder. Like I literally just went to the gym just to lose like fat or like it was never like the intention of a stress reliever. Um, And I way overdid it. So I like fell out of my gym like rut in such a big way. Like I haven't worked out in like over two years and that's like a really long time for me. Um, so I'm excited to like go to the gym and my intention isn't to lose weight. I'm strictly going to be like lifting weights. It's just going to be to like get stronger, but also be like a huge stress relief. So I feel like making a routine, like I legit am copying you. I'm waking up, Like I think 7am is my alarm and then just going straight to the gym, work out for an hour, come home at eight, shower, get ready and then start work at nine is going to be like a really good routine. Oh, totally. And especially because getting up at seven still gives you plenty of time to like go to bed, get rest. Like seven is such like, I love 7am. I think it's like, it's great. I know that sounds so random, but like I have class at like 8.30 or nine on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I get up at like 5.30 because I have to go to the gym and I have class till 5.45. So I don't have any time. And if you, oh my gosh, if you're still in college and you have to go to like a recreation gym, I feel you. Like the number of people there after 4 p.m., I would never, I wouldn't even get to work out. I would just have to stand there. But anyways, so I have to go early, but I love the mornings that I get to go at like 7.30 or 8. Perfect time to start your day. You're still like ahead of the game and getting a head start. And then 9am comes around and you're like, I'm so accomplished already. Like it's only 9am and I've already done something before I start my work day. So I'm excited for you. You know, I'm really excited for me too. This would be like a good initiative to like start taking care of myself as well as like meditating every day. And what was so cool, I was talking to my best friend over the phone and the app habit tracker, like we were talking about getting ourselves more like accountable in terms of like meditation and like really taking care of our bodies. And if you guys didn't know, you can actually share your habit tracker with like other people to actually keep you like accountable. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know about that, which I love. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So I think having people like hold you like accountable instead of me just working like 7 a.m. to like 10 p.m. at night. Obviously, it's like way healthier. Yeah. yeah. And like having a community is so nice too. Like that, that'll just be nice to have like someone you feel like you can bond with um, over what you're working on and like share your successes. So that's really exciting. Also, Excited for you. Thanks. And strength training is like so badass. I always felt so cool, like lifting weights with all the boys. Like it's just <laughs> like, it's such a good feeling when you're like the only girl, but it's like, it's so yeah. not intimidating to me. I'm just like, oh, good. Whoa, like, this is so cool. Oh my gosh. That's good. That is not intimidating to you. I still like, I've been doing it for a year and I'm like, I go there and I'm like, no one look at me. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm like, I don't give a flying fuck. Cause I don't know any of these people. So I'm yeah, like, that's so true doing my own thing, but yeah, that's just like a quick little update. So yeah, thank that's you exciting. for inspiring me. Oh my gosh. Of course it really, it keeps me sane. And like my morning time is just, Oh, it's the best. Even when I go to the gym with someone else and I just take 30 minutes to like get ready in the morning, drink my Celsius, have some protein, like I just love, I love that time to myself. It's so nice. Yeah. I'm like really excited to get into it. Um, but I'm really excited for this week's episode because I know me too. It's a good one. 
It's a good one. We're going to be talking about therapy, guys. I've personally yeah. been going to therapy since I was, what, like 17, 16, and I'm 23 now. So it's been a long time of therapy, and I've had like a love and hate relationship with it, but like mostly love. Um, And I just think it's so important to like talk about it. Yeah, I've been going for like three months. <laughs> Annie is a newbie, guys. I'm a newbie. But I don't know. I like it so far, but it's interesting because I, and we'll get into this, but the reason I started therapy is like not the reason I'm going now, like by any means, which is like kind of interesting, but. Oh my God. Wait, explain. Yeah. I feel like it's so funny. Like when we were talking about this topic, I was like, yeah, like I like going to therapy. Like it helps me. I like, it's been kind of interesting. So I like when I went through a breakup in August or it was like September, whatever, um, almost it's like five months ago. Now I started going to therapy like a month before we broke up because I was like, something is wrong. Like I was just having like weird anxiety and panic attacks and like, like it was so weird. And I know that that's what like it was now, but, and people are like, you'll know, like if you're having anxiety or panic attack. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I would just come home. And if I was by myself for more than five minutes, I would freak out and like start crying and end up calling like my boyfriend and make him sit on the phone with me and be like, I don't know what's wrong with me. So I started going to therapy. I went like once and I was talking to her and I was explaining to her and every single thing was good in my life, except for my relationship I learned. Um, and so I started going and I was like, okay, I'm going to go a couple of times, but I didn't know this therapist very well. Cause I was super new to it. Like, and we'll talk about like finding a therapist and all of that, but so it was really easy for me not to be consistent with it. And because I realized that my relationship was the problem, I kind of ghosted her because I was like, I don't want, and I'm kind of realizing I didn't really tell you this whole story now, but I was like, I don't want her to realize that my relationship is the problem and tell her or, and have her tell me or ask me questions that are going to lead to me wanting to end the relationship because I felt like it was the only thing keeping me afloat. Um, anyways, long story short, like a month after I was like ghosting her for a little bit, I broke up with my boyfriend and I, the next day, even though I was like so sad the next day I was like, Oh my gosh, am I cured? I was like, I feel so much better. And then I was like, I'm going to start going to therapy for like maintenance so that when I do go through things like this, or I do kind of need a reality check, like I am just going to embrace it. And I'm going to like, let her ask me the things that are hard for me to hear and hard for me to think about. And I think that I needed to have that like month of realization and like make the decision on my own in order to be like, no, you know what? Like therapy is not a bad thing. Like her asking me things that reveal like what I thought were negative emotions, like are actually going to help me grow. So I originally went because I thought something was wrong with me because I didn't realize why I was so anxious, but I now go because I just, I know nothing's wrong with me and I'm great just the way I am, but I want to continue to like learn about myself and avoid points where I'm like having anxiety and panic attacks for no reason. So yeah, I guess talking through that made me kind of realize, like, I I guess I made a lot more progress than I really realized, but it's kind of cool. I think it's so important for, I think everyone to go to therapy because you realize so much about yourself and the way that I think about it for those that are scared to talk to 
a random stranger, I'm like, well, look at the benefit. It's a random right. stranger. You can right. tell anything to for that one hour time slot that you have. And they only care in that one hour time slot. Yeah. It's not like they're like going to be thinking about it and judging you and things like that. Like, and obviously that's the whole point of therapy is to like go to a judge, like a judgment free zone and all of that. But for someone who's literally had zero experience with therapy and felt like she had no reason to go, like until I was having anxiety attacks, I was like, if you can avoid that, like if you can just start going and just like feeling like being vulnerable for like 30 minutes to an hour, like twice a month. Like I only go twice a month and it's helped me so much. Just even talk through things and bring things up that I didn't even realize were bothering me because then I just leave it in that session. And I'm like, time to move on. See you in two weeks. It's so helpful. I started going when I was kind of forced into, I was forced into it, um, Mm -hmm. from my eating disorders, part of my patient protocol. And, um, I at first was like super quiet and, you know, didn't really talk much, didn't really use up the time. And I, obviously it was because of the fact that therapy is such a taboo topic. And right. I feel like in our society, it's such a negative to say that we have therapy or that we have a therapist. Um, so I do want to normalize that. And I do want to touch on this because my family doesn't believe in mental health. So when I was first going through it, I was obviously not open about it whatsoever. Like I am now. And it was so deep. I was so demonized for it. And I felt so ashamed. And it was only until recently that I realized that that is literally why people don't get the help that they need because they're Mm -hmm. so, so ashamed of it. Right. When in reality, we we don't need to be so ashamed. Right. No, I totally agree. And I like, I think it's interesting because I never really felt ashamed, but I kind of was like anyone that I had ever talked to, or even like, I don't know, even when I thought about therapy, like everyone always said, wow, Annie, like you're such a problem solver. Like you've always solved your own problems. Anytime you talk about anything you're upset about, and I still do this now. And I do this with my therapist, which is why I think my therapist and I get along so well, but I will be like, girl, listen up. I'm upset about this, this, and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm explaining the story. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, I guess I could have done this. And the next time maybe I'll do this. And it's interesting because I've always thought that I just solve everything on my own, but that's why I never wanted to go was because I was like, there's people that can't solve things on their own. Like there's people that don't think through these things. But now I've realized that when I do that, she says, well, notice how you solve this. Like that can actually attribute to this and blah, blah, blah. And she has so many more explanations that like, I wouldn't be able to think of on my own. And I think that growing up and everyone telling me that I was a problem solver or like that, I always figure everything out on my own. I never thought that I like, not, not that I didn't deserve help, but I just felt like I was like, well, why would I take that from other people? Like I can figure it out on my own. Like I meant to figure it out on my own. And it's like actually really courageous to be vulnerable and realize that you don't have to figure everything out by yourself. And having a therapist doesn't mean someone's fixing something for you. Like you're being vulnerable and relying on someone else, which is actually really beautiful. Um, so I think it's really cool that you and I are like definitely on opposite sides of the spectrum. Like I definitely had to go out of my way and be like, mom, can I please go to therapy? Like, can we please look and see who's available and like how we can make this work and whatever. So yeah. Going to therapy for me, it's been six years now. 
And I'm at the point where it's not that I'm like in desperate need of a therapy session. It's more of like keeping me accountable to process my emotions and really just get better. And it's so, I love therapy for the reason of it literally teaches you how to solve your own shit. Like, right in the appropriate way. Like my therapist at this point, like I've seen her since my freshman year of college and Mm -hmm. um, I'm obsessed with her, but it's not like she tells me something that's like out of this world that I've never heard before too. Like, right. It's the same kind of thing over and over again, but like I get to the root cause of my problem and then I am the fixer now in a positive way, which is cool. No, that is awesome. And like it, it puts, it gives you so much more power yeah. It like, doesn't make you feel like, especially when I go into the beginning of my sessions, I'm like, Oh, I'm really upset about this, this and that. Like, I feel very empowered to like work through things afterwards. Most of the time I'm like dreading therapy in all mm-hmm. honesty, because it really just makes you confront with what's going on. Right. And I think that's just really, really hard. So mm-hmm. 99% of the time I log on onto my virtual therapy appointment. And I tell her straight up within the first five seconds, I'm like, I really don't want to be here today. Right. Yeah. But then that's obviously like a sign that I need it, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like what we resist the most is like what we end up needing the most and what helps us. So that's, that's how I've like learned to think of exercise to kind of go to back to like what we were talking about in the beginning. Like I like the times that I'm resisting the gym the most, or like going for a walk, are the times that I need it the most and not because I'm forcing myself anymore. And I used to have like kind of that addictive mindset, but like, I'm not forcing myself anymore. It's because like, I need, I I know I need to hold myself accountable to like make myself mentally better. Yeah. And that's how I think of therapy too. And like, you, you just think of them both as appointments. Like these are mental health appointments. Like they're to help you. Mm -hmm. It's not to hurt you. And I purposely schedule my therapy appointments towards the end of my days because Mm -hmm. it is so emotionally draining for me. And I don't want to think about it first thing that I wake up in the morning. I want to get all my work done and then wind down with a therapy appointment. So I think to to each their own. Yeah. I do want to talk about um, the process of finding a therapist because I get a lot of questions um, from people that don't even know how to even select a therapist, Yeah, let alone like get one through their insurance. I know. Yeah. I I reached out to you like a few months ago about that whole process too, because I hadn't, I had no idea. And what a lot of people don't know is there's a lot of um, therapists that can work with your insurance. So if you are, um, if you do have insurance, there is such an easy way actually to find a therapist. You could either log on onto your insurance portal and just look at therapists through there. Um, or you can just call them straight up on your insurance card and ask them what your, um, what your like privileges are with therapy. And if there's a certain maximum or minimum like threshold, um, to which you can have therapy, and there's plenty of free options as well, which I do want to talk about too. Yeah, there's tons of options. And I'm actually still kind of figuring out that whole thing since I'm at school right now. It's kind of hard because I'm in a different state. So I had to like, if I like want one at home, maybe it has to be different from my one here. So like right now I'm with a therapist that doesn't work with my insurance, but in the future, like that's definitely something that I'm going to figure out. And, um, 
I think that something I wasn't really expecting was like having to test out different people and like talk to different people. And I know it can be really exhausting to have to like tell your life story to multiple people, but it's important to like find someone that you mesh with well. And once they start learning like the characters in your story and things like that, it'll be, it'll definitely be worth it. Yeah. I had no idea when I first got matched with my therapist, when I was 16, it wasn't like, it was just like, okay, here's your therapist. And like, that's it. Thankfully we meshed like pretty well. Um, not a hundred percent, but like I felt open enough to talk to her about my story and everything, but it was only until recently when I was seeking a nutritionist where my therapist was like, make sure you're interviewing them and asking them questions just as much as they're asking you, because so many people like you can't vibe with everyone. And I think natural chemistry within you and a therapist is really, really important. So I always, I always tell like everyone, like set up a list of questions and really make sure that, you know, like the match is there. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I, I felt like I was like, I need either someone that's similar in age to me, like in their twenties, or I need like a mom. Like I knew, I knew that going into it. And like my therapist now, like she has kids, my age, like her, like she has kids in college, which is super helpful. And like, I like, like my cousins and whatever, like Noah know her. So it's, it was helpful for me because I was like, this is like a mother figure to me. So I feel comfortable talking and everything like that. And kind of knowing what I wanted helped me like identify if like we were going to work well together, but I will say it took like two or three sessions for me to actually like feel like, okay, like this is actually going to work. And you can be open with them about it. Like they get it. They're doing the same thing. They're like, if we aren't going to work well together, like I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to send you on to someone else because you both need to work together. Well, for them to do their job efficiently, they want to help you. And so it's important to test them out and like really make sure that that's someone you're going to be comfortable with and someone that you can text or call in a time of need and someone that you would just be comfortable with talking to, even if you had a really good week. So yeah, that was something that's like, it's not super fun, but it's definitely worth it. One of my favorite questions to ask someone, anyone that I am working with is what is your like treatment protocol? Like if I have this, this, and this, or I'm struggling with this, what would you do? And like each therapist has their own way of, you know, treating things. I know for mine, um, her method is cognitive behavioral therapy. And that is, I think one of the most common, um, therapy like practices in which, yeah, especially now I feel like, yeah. In which to help an eating disorder. And my therapist actually specializes in insomnia, which I have to, <laughs> um, and even just learning about that and doing your research on what different therapy practices would actually be helpful for you is really important. Cause obviously like their treatment protocol is what would make you feel better. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I think number one is checking to make sure that they work within your insurance. And if they don't, you can, um, you can pay out of pocket at first and then submit it to your insurance. You you just have to make sure that it all lines up well in terms of like your, your maximum threshold for, um, out of network. Yeah. Obviously check up on that, like with your own like insurance. And if you're still on your parents' insurance, like check in on that too. Um, there's like some coverage and things you can get reimbursed for. It just depends on what your insurance is and what their policies are. 
And there's a lot of, I know I, so I went to school at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo and my therapist actually warned me about therapists in that area who are actually like very toxic and harmful to other to like their patients like she's oh, heard interesting horror stories um so i it's really important i feel like when you're if if you're at college or if you live in a pretty small town it's obviously very like there's a very small number of therapists that you can turn to but please be very picky because in at cal poly there's just so many like not good therapists and nutritionists yeah. out there that actually make it worse. I know our school, I think most colleges have like free counseling. Um, yeah, we do too. Yeah. Um, for Cal Poly, we were, it's like one of the highest eating disorder population schools. So they were like maxed out on patients. So they couldn't even take me if I wanted to, which yeah. is really sad, but, um, there is like a new law within California or whichever state that you're in that you can do virtual therapy as long as it's in like your own state. So my therapist right now is still at San Luis Obispo, but I live like near San Francisco. So we just do virtual therapy. So there's different ways. There's different ways to like work around your town and your area, um, which is cool. Yeah. My therapist and I only talk on the phone. Like I either go on a walk or I lay in my bed. Um, I love to like put on a face mask and lay there and just like close my eyes while I'm talking to her. Like it's, it's just so Mm. relaxing. Um, and yeah, I just talked to her on the phone, which is super helpful. Um, cause then you can do it, you know, after like go in person, I don't have a car. So like not being able to drive there, all of that. So there's lots of different routes that you can take. And on every college campus, there should be like at Purdue, we have a center that has therapy for all different things like eating disorders, um, sexual assault, um, like harassment, things like that. Like they have all different branches. So definitely check that out first, especially if you're having a hard time, like asking your parents about it or calling your insurance or anything like that. I love putting on like a face mask. I usually mm-hmm. put on like under eye circle, like, um, eye patches and then going on a walk and talking to my therapist. And that right there is like, even though I'm not in the mood to talk, at least I'm getting a walk in, getting some natural vitamin right. D. And then I'm talking about my problems. Like my last therapy session, I swear I was like in public, just straight up crying, like on the side. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> but that's how that's you so really get through shit. Like I was oh, totally I was experiencing, it was, um, like a death anniversary and, you know, just all those feelings kind of came up. And if it, if I didn't have therapy that day, I would have probably had nightmares. Like it, it does come out like those feelings when you don't have therapy, your body needs to naturally process them. Anyways, therapy just gives it a light and a safe place to do it. But if you don't express yourself in that way or express your feelings, it comes out. It just comes out in the way that you don't want it to come out. Yeah, no, totally. I completely agree. I think, and movement's a big thing for me. So I think my first session, I was really nervous for it. And so I went on a walk and I walked like three and a half miles at like the fastest pace I've ever walked. I hung up the phone and I was like, do you think she even understood anything I said? (laughs) I was probably like huffing and puffing the entire time because I was like on a mission so funny that is so funny um how did your parents react when you wanted to get a therapist I think that since I didn't have any like 
I hate saying problems, but like, I didn't, I don't have anything diagnosed. Like I've never really outwardly struggled with anything. So they kind of were like, sure. Like you want to go to therapy? Like, okay. I mean, I guess. And like, I know they're going to listen to this and like, there's nothing, like, there's nothing wrong with the way that they, they reacted, but it was just kind of like with like my sisters, like they, they've been going for the longest time and like, it's always helped them, but it was never something that I thought of doing or like planned on doing. And since I had always like been like self-sufficient and solving things on my own, I think they kind of were like, Oh, like, yeah, I mean, sure. And I was like, okay. So then I started looking and then it was just kind of like, there wasn't like a, a total sense of urgency, if that makes sense, just because they never really, I don't think they really expected me to want to do that, mm-hmm. but yeah, like there wasn't a negative reaction, but it also wasn't like, oh, of course, like you definitely should, you know, yeah. which isn't bad. Um, but I think that just made me kind of need to give myself the extra push because when I wasn't like texting her back or like making appointments, like, it's not like they were like, are you sure you don't want to like do something? Like maybe you should figure it out soon. It was just kind of like, have you texted her? No. Like, okay, do your thing. Like you could like whatever works for you, which is nice because I like making my own decisions, but it, there were just like, wasn't a big sense of urgency. Yeah, no, that sounds like really healthy, honestly. Um, yeah, it does sound healthy, but it, I also was like, okay, well, if they're not like, oh, you should go. Like, I think that's a really good idea. I was like, is this a waste of time and money? Like, that was my only struggle, especially since mine's not through my insurance. I just felt really guilty because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want like to be spending money on something and spending my parents' money on something that like maybe isn't 100% necessary. And now that I've been going, I'm like, oh, thank God I have a therapist. But like before I was like, I'm fine. Like I can figure it out. You know, I don't need to be spending my parents money out of pocket on it, you know, um, which isn't what I plan to do forever. But I think I just felt guilty because I was like, I don't need to be here, you know? And some people who may go to therapy may realize that they actually don't vibe with it and that they Mm -hmm. don't need it. And that's completely fine. Yeah. Obviously give it a couple sessions, but if it's not your way of expressing your, your feelings and your emotions, like, cool, go find something else. Right. Um, but I do think, and I felt the exact same way. I was so guilty and I think it was, it, I, it was such a cop-out for me to also feel that way. Like I was playing into those emotions a lot more when in reality, I realized that my parents at the end of the day, just want me to be happy. Right. And if therapy is going to help me in that way, then mm-hmm. they'll support it, even though they don't believe in it. Yeah. Um, especially when I first started, they knew that it was making me feel better. Right. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. And I know plenty of people who have tried therapy and they're like, you know what? Glad I tried it. Never going back. I'm like, okay, do your thing. And like, I don't know if I'm going to be someone that's going to go every other week consistently for the rest of my life. But I do think that like in this time of my life, especially with a lot of uncertainty with like, okay, now I'm going to be done with college and I'm moving home. And like, what is my life going to look like? You know, it's like, I feel like it's helpful and like preventative, like in a healthy way. Um, And yeah, I think that everyone should try therapy, but I don't think that it's for everyone. 
and therapy was so useful, not just for me, but I remember like making my boyfriend go in with me when, when, when there was like an issue that I needed help like articulating with. So right. it's just been super helpful, not for me, but also like for my relationship. Um, I'm just like such a big like proponent of it. I love it. I know me too. I, I like it a lot. And like, it's, it's been hard. Like I've explained to like go as someone that just never thought they would go to therapy. And like, I think it's really cool to like be on the other side of it and now kind of like work on destigmatizing it because like, there's no, like, I, I know so many boys that go to therapy and I know adults that go to therapy and couples and like young kids that go to therapy. Like there's just, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. And whether you're going because you're working on something specific or going to literally just talk about like, I like to go at the end of the week because I like to go before I have a weekend of like socializing with other people and like different feelings arising and whatever. And so like whatever you're going for, like it's helpful and it's validated and like you have every right to be there and to receive that help. And I think that people need that reminder a lot more than we think. Agreed. So if you guys have any questions about therapy, um, just let us know. Feel free to DM Stack with Market or Annie at Happy Tidbits. We would love, love, love to like answer any questions. Yeah, really absolutely. trying to like not to like not make this such a taboo topic because it really doesn't even have to be such a big deal. No, it doesn't. And I think like I honestly think it's becoming a lot cooler to go to therapy, which I, I'm excited about. But um, just taking care of yourself. You're taking care of yourself is really cool. And also, Sophia and I have loved like talking to people one-on-one about the podcast and like things that you liked about the episode and things that you want to hear more of. So reach out and like, we're totally happy to talk. We were sending like voice memos with someone the other day. It was so cute. That was, that like made my day. I know, you know who you are. She was so cute. So cute. (laughs) Um, And we always pick a winner each week. So if you leave a written review on Apple podcast, um, you, and we select you, you will win some free snacks. So please rate us and give us a review. That would be much appreciated. Yeah. And you should be able to do it on Spotify once we have a certain amount of episodes. Oh my God. Cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very exciting. I do want to remind you guys that snack with is having a Valentine's day sale. Um, I know Valentine's day is next weekend already. I know crazy. Um, so we are having almost all of our chocolate candies and cookies are 20% off. It would make the best Valentine's day gift. In my opinion, if I received that, Oh my God, even like even doing that, like during like a girl's night in or just gifting it to your boyfriend or loved one would just be like the best gift. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. I think I'm going to have to check it out mm-hmm. Get it for some of my Valentine's at school. <laughs> <laughs> so use promo code VDAY, V-D-A-Y 20 at checkout um, and you will get that 20% off. And if you are a member, which anyone that is subscribed to our snack boxes, um, I'm offering a free membership too. So if you are a member, then you get an automatic 20% off of that membership price, which is unreal. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. That's like up to 70% off. Yeah. That's crazy. Run. Don't walk. Run. Don't walk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. 
Thank you so much for listening to this. Make sure that you're following Snack with Market on Instagram and Annie at Happy Tidbits. And with yep. that, thanks for listening, guys. Bye, guys. Talk Bye. to you soon.